Podcast. We are uh, here on May the 4th, and uh, may the 4th be with you, Kyle. May the 4th be with you, Matt. I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) This is the May. This is the May. The the May. Um, But we are are glad to be back. A little bit longer between episodes than I had originally planned on, but uh, if you know this show and planning, we're not always the best at that. Uh, but here we are, uh, nonetheless. Coming off the the NFL draft uh, last week in Vegas, uh, we're going to look at, uh, at at that and look at some of the winners, some of the losers from the week that was, and and we'll play a little game, so to speak, in terms of drafting um, some some players to our favorite teams. But we'll get to that uh, here in a little bit. Um, we'll we'll start just a general. Um, Thoughts on the uh, the atmosphere? I thought the Vegas atmosphere, in terms of the, um, uh, the 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 different draft locations that we've seen over the last few years, uh, I, I thought Vegas brought it. I didn't expect anything uh, different out of Vegas, but uh, I think it's safe to say that the NFL will be back in Vegas uh, probably as soon as they can for for that uh, <laughs> for, for the NFL draft. Kyle, your thoughts. So first of all, I mean, I know you haven't done the winners and losers segment yet, but you want to know who the winners were? America. This draft was much better than it should have been. And even, yes, even the common man, oh, there's no quarterbacks that are any good. There's no stars. This is a bad draft. And yes, I know technically the numbers were down over the past past, past five years compared to whatever. But first of all, it was directly competing with an NBA playoff game. That matters. And B, I'm pretty sure the draft still outdrew that playoff game. I don't have the numbers, but I would not be shocked to believe that was the case. Gentlemen, nine trades? Listen, it shouldn't have been in Vegas. It should have been in New York, right on Wall Street, so much (laughs) trading. We were sitting there doing um, Three Count Thursday uh, on, on Thursday night. Now, Matt, I know you were watching the Sixers. But like I'm sitting here and I have the draft on my iPad and I have Twitter open on another page and I'm just sitting here and watching like this streamlined coke fueled craziness that was that was coming out of the NFL uh, that only Vegas could provide. Um, and man, like the NFL always finds a way. I mean, you know, people want to talk about NFL rating and it's always laughable because the NFL. I mean, even last season, it, it's even more laughable because the NFL was up. 20% from the year before, but that's neither here nor there. But everybody always wants to talk about the, the NFL dying, and yet they, they find a way on a Thursday night when it's springtime and other sports are in playoff time, and um, the, the NFL finds a way to, to make to make their headlines felt on, on a Thursday. But Matt, your um, your thoughts on, on the, the draft and the environment overall? Yeah, a lot of fun it looked like for, for everyone involved at that draft and having it out west uh, in April is certainly not the the worst place you could be. It's, at least it's not in the dead of summer because then people would have been miserable, <laughs> especially all those draft picks in their in their suits. <laughs> um, so I, I think that you know that was a lot of fun. I think that Goodell he always kind of handles it well, even though he knows he's going to get ripped and booed. I think he comes out and has fun with it, and that's great. Um, and and everyone that was in attendance seemed to be having the time of their lives. And, and I mean. Bars stay open in Vegas, so that's probably why. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, 
uh, you know, we we can we can find any number of reasons to dislike Roger Goodell, but but I think uh, in in front of a live crowd, he I feel like gets he plays the part the best when it when it he comes plays to the, the Vince McMahon role. Very yeah, well. he really he does. does. I mean, like you know, I I I always think of like Gary Bettman at the NHL draft or the, the Stanley Cup presentation, and I mean, he's getting booed out of the building, but like he thinks that like it's a joke. Like he is just so just just he's like a stiff shirt and just doesn't doesn't get it and tries to laugh it off but it doesn't work but like Goodell um always does seem to to play the part well in front of the crowd but I will say uh not that I I ever want to go back to this situation but I will I will I think forever miss Roger Goodell in his den uh during the (laughs) pandemic NFL draft like like that like that that is a moment in time that uh was was pretty freaking great yeah, all I heard was another reason that Goodell is even better than Bettman or literally any other major sports commissioner. Listen, one hundred percent at the yeah. top. Of oh, the list yeah, of yeah. I won't. De- I won't deny that one bit. I mean, I don't. I I don't know much about. Uh, is it Silver Matt in the the NBA? He's at yeah. the bottom for me. He's at the b- wow. <laughs> really? Holy hell! Wow. Even even over even over Bettman in the uh, MLB. Man, game, even below Manfred. Been, I mean, it's not Bud Selig. I know that. I. <laughs> Yes, below both. And now, now Matt, would you say basketball is your favorite sport of the four, or is football at um, the top? As he's wearing the, the Eagles jersey. <laughs> well, that was for the episode specifically. Um, I know, plus, but plus I knew EJ was going to bitch out, so I didn't want to. Oh, hey, way to stick it to two, way to stick it to two Cowboy fans tonight, my guy. Boom. <laughs> um. I would probably put basketball at the top. It's it's close. I mean, in terms of teams, I think Sixers are one A and, and Notre Dame is one B, but it would still be basketball first. So so I feel like you know for you you know it, like because hockey's my number one. So so I feel like Gary Bettman's the worst. Um, baseball fans would probably argue with me and say that Manfred's the worst. So I feel like what whatever whatever sport is like your favorite. Um, you know, and like and, no and, one's actually wrong in those arguments, either. right? They're all just <laughs> like now terrible. again. If, if if you're a football fan and you say Goodell's the worst, then you are wrong. I will say that. Right. Um, but I'm the only idiot apparently that defends Goodell, and I've been doing it for a long time. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's he he plays the part well. Vegas did well, and uh, like I said, I'm sure they'll be back there soon. Um, but but let's let's get into some of the winners. We'll get to some of the losers then. Um, Matt, I'll, I'll lead to you first. Who do you think is a winner, uh, from the NFL draft this year? Could be a team, could be a player. However, you guys want to take the, take the topic. Okay. Well, I won't say the Eagles just out of the sake of not being called a homer, even though I did love everything that they did in the draft. Um, I think, I think a, a huge winner in the draft, um, was the Baltimore Ravens. And they always seem to be winners in the draft. I think they always address positions of need. The, the Hollywood Brown thing, I, I think if you look at that independently, it's still kind of a, a question mark uh, in terms of how that's going to play out. But I think in terms of the players that they picked up throughout the draft, I think they did a phenomenal job kind of addressing the situations. And you have to think they, the injury bug can't affect them any more than it did last season. God, but- you would hope. Who knows? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I feel like at this point, with with as bad as it impacted them, it can only impact them the same. 
Like I, I, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, like I, I mean, I think Matt, you may be accurate that it that it can't hurt them worse. I mean, look at the number of not only the number of players that were missing, but n- number of like top players that were missing from that team. So I feel like I feel like you're at least onto something with it can't affect them worse. Could it affect them the same? Sure. But uh, but worse might be a, might be a bit of a their stretch. Entire running back room getting decimated by by summer camp. <laughs> and then oh, what's that guy's name? Lamar Jackson as well. So um, yeah, Ravens Ravens were pretty pretty shredded. I will say, Matt, Ravens were one of the teams I had as a winner. Um, you know, they they had a guy that we know very well, and Kyle Hamilton fall to them um in in the middle of the first round um you know i mean david ajabo ending up there because of the injury um you know he's a guy that probably would have been a first rounder if he doesn't have the injury at at michigan's pro day um so yeah. things things worked out in the ravens favor i think big time absolutely yeah, and of course you would leave out Tyler Lindenbaum, who went to the school that might be the only one that got fewer breaks than Notre Dame did in the polls of Iowa um, as the center pickup as well. So yeah, definitely a great draft all the way around for the Ravens, certainly. All right, Kyle, who's a, who's another winner for you? <laughs> See, that's that's called talent when you can wrap that zing right in the facts, baby. Recognize it. No, um, uh, so you don't have to, Matt. I'm more than glad, than happy to, glad and happy to say that the Eagles did a good job. Um, sure, they're part of the reason why that beast was more of a tr- like. For those that live in Florida, it was flea world that night, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that whole draft, like a whole bunch of trades in general, nine in the first round. Good God, man! Um, but yeah, I like what the Eagles did. Um, they weren't necessarily my favorite draft of the entire thing, but I'm a big fan of what the Jets did. Um, again, they they too could be argued they had a lot of assets to work with, but here's what I know. In the first round, they got at least three starters on their thing now. I don't think Robert Sala is the right coach. I'm glad they hired him. I hope he gets a chance. I hope I'm wrong. But I don't think he's going to be the answer. I think you're going to see another year of Jets struggling. I think Zach Wilson really is the biggest problem. I don't think he should have been drafted when he was two years ago. That all being said, Jets fans, enjoy this that night, that Thursday night. You clearly won, and you won't for a long time. But – uh, the uh, I, I like basically anything that happened in the city of New York. Of New York. I know some of the, the, the big heads, oh, blah, 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 draft value, whatever. I really enjoyed what the Giants did addressing two spots of need. I mean, it's a shame we don't have a Giants fan on this panel, even when EJ's here. Well, so I we was going to say, say he, we, we've never had one of those. <laughs> right, yeah, but, but uh, you know, it would be nice to, be, to, to get a homer take with that, too. You know, uh, as far as that, I mean – there were a lot of uh, of teams that I felt like improved. I really only feel like one team clearly, air quotes, got worse, and it wasn't really their fault. It was because A.J. Brown held them hostage, and he ended up going to this other team with this developing quarterback and may actually be a legitimate weapon instead of one that's a, uh, a how you say, a second fiddle to a running game. Um, hopefully, Jalen Hurts can get protected a little bit better, so it's not more of that with the quarterback running the ball instead for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean the the other the other two teams I had really on my on my short list of of teams who are winners were uh, the Eagles and the Jets. I I really do think that um, you know those are, those are two teams that 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 benefited benefited themselves greatly. And I understand that AJ the trade for AJ Brown isn't a isn't a NFL draft. Uh, you know, it's it's not a draft pick. I mean, it was done on draft night. And it, but you kind of encapsulate all of those things into the weekend. 
Um, you know, and, and you're looking at a at a division that, I mean, quite frankly, is wide open. I mean, I think yeah. going into the off season, it was still going to be Dallas's division. The Eagles were probably going to be the biggest competition. Um, and, and they really have stepped up to the plate. So I think there's, it's going to put pressure on Dallas. Um, I, I, I even think Washington and, and New York, um, had a fairly decent weekend for, for what it's worth the giants, uh, being that. So like, um, not, not that I think any team is, is world beaters and, and, um, but the, the, the Eagles, I thought definitely stepped up the jets. I think with, with what they did, uh, made some smart moves. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel I, I, I like the coaching staff they have there. It's it's it may not be the answer, but but if you look at different teams over the years, even in different sports, you can see a a point where a turnaround started and a guy that gets kind of the the culture going in the right direction. And maybe that's that's where the Jets are at right now. They they're they're putting the pieces together that maybe this isn't the coach that's going to put us over the top, but at least we're going in the right direction. Uh, one other winner I had, since just not to just repeat the things you guys said, and and I'll and I'll put it not necessarily on a on a team, although I mean it, 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 with the, with the pick obviously it was, but like the 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 city and the merchandising for the city um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett. Um, I mean, just just a a brilliant. I mean, I can't wait to see the jersey sale numbers that come out um through this summer because that that's that's shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> to be honest i think that's a good football pick too. listen to the sure. morons that are going to be all like hey how's it going to play off north hey dipshit he's already been <laughs> playing in pittsburgh okay? like he literally has to go from like one locker room like he moves one door to the yeah. to the next locker room like he he's been there you guys are familiar with pittsburgh it was a number of years back he needed triple overtime to beat him you know what it was just a, i think it was three or four years ago that they actually printed t-shirts for beating a G5 team in UCF. So, yeah, I know a bit about Pitt, and Kenny Pickett was there. He's been playing there. He's been around the North. Sure, he might have to get used to Buffalo or Green Bay, but, hell, the guys that live there have trouble with that ish. Like, can we stop? Listen, just to say it, Malik Willis, as a draft prospect, is a superior NFL quarterback because mobility is a necessity, and I just like what he does a lot better. If you get paired to, compared to Russell Carrington Wilson, that's not a bad thing, okay? However, with the Steelers, much like Big uh, Big Ben, not to say that, you know, Kenny Pickett is an exact carbon copy, but of the two quarterbacks on that board, which one's most like Big Ben and what they were running? I'm just saying. And hey, I'm sorry, Trubisky. Pickett's gonna start, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think mean, you, you make a good point with the merch there, Jim. And another team that they kind of hit a home run in that regard would be the Detroit Lions, getting Aiden Hutchinson at, at pick number two. I think that's kind of in the same vein. Michigan guy wants to be in Detroit, and I think that'll do well for recruiting. Um, maybe we'll see people want to go to Detroit down the road here if we right. can get some young stars that love the city and, and love the team and, and want to kind of build within them. And since EJ isn't here, I think it should be mentioned the Chiefs also had a pretty solid draft, excellently <laughs> proving to have a bit more defense on their group and accounting for the departure of Tyreek Hill, making use of those draft picks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any other thoughts on winners before we before we shift gears? 
I covered America being a winner. It's fine. America. <laughs> I, I, and I'm so bummed. I thought I had the America fuck yeah on uh, on the soundboard, but, but some, America! So, somewhere yeah. in translation, it, it it it's not there anymore. So I'm I'm super bummed out. I'm disappointed in myself, really. Although I can probably I'm I'm for sure I have it on the. Uh, on the three count one, so I'm sure I can pull that up. If you were that disappointed, you could always play the "You Need to Leave" for yourself. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I knew I would find it. Oh, that's <laughs> and, just uh, a good song. You need to leave. Just for good measure. <laughs> right. Um, let's let's switch now to losers. Kyle, we'll start with you on on teams, players uh, that that you thought lost uh, this weekend. Yeah, um, man, I hate to be this guy, but it looks more like anybody who's either connected to the Cowboys is getting slammed this week, apparently. I mean, I didn't love the Tyler Smith pick either. Um, I'm fairly certain he's going to kick get kicked into play guard. He's that size to do so. I, uh, I During my show on Nuts and Bolts Sports with uh, Bill Carroll and uh, Jeff Barnes, I had actually suggested they take Lindenbaum. Um, um, of course, then Sensei Barnes immediately told me how wrong I was, but that's not the point. I'm not a good scout. <laughs> um, that all being said, it, it's really hard to um, to to not really pick the Cowboys in this. I can make an argument for, um, let's say, like the Colts, like, you know, well, the picks they did have were great. Yeah, but they came into the damn draft without a first-round pick, and was that to get stone feet at, at quarterback? Um <laughs> If it was, great, but, like, I mean, of all the stuff you have on the board, now, granted, you could argue that Malik Willis may or may not be an upgrade from uh, Jacoby Brissett, but I don't know. With the AFC South being what it is and possibly the only division not as bad as the NFC East, sorry, fellas, facts, but um, except for maybe the North, I'll give you that in the NFC. But, um, yeah, it's it, – I'll say this for most teams, like – Overall, I don't feel like a team that, that that completely just was awful. You can make an argument for the Patriots, but it's always weird. I feel wrong questioning Belichick and what he does. Um, you know. <laughs> is it because he's, he's spying on you? Like you though. feel uh, <laughs> is he spying on you? You feel unsafe, uh, but by yeah. saying his name. I mean, yeah. I think that's fair. I, I think I, uh, we're going to be I feel like his today. his drafting has dropped off the past few years. It's it's a little tough to just throw a dart at the wall and pick whatever player when you don't have Tom Brady as your QB one too to kind of mask any inefficiencies. That is true. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Matt, uh, losers for for you. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Bears just because they really didn't seem to do a whole lot to help out Justin Fields, who showed last season he needs a whole lot of help. Um, we don't really have a great pass catcher. I, I mean, they got Vellis Jones, who's, what, like 32 come training camp, so that's that's not really great, and they didn't address the woeful offensive line Indeed. Uh, until they got to the fifth round. Granted, again, another team that didn't have a ton of picks, including a first-rounder, but to spend a, a bulk of your first picks on defense when you really needed a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball, uh, especially for a young QB who you're touting as the future of your city, I think that that kind of was a, a miss for Chicago there. Yeah, and I, I think that's the, that, that's part of the problem is, is you know, you, you kind of 
gambled everything. Um, not everything, but, but you, you didn't have a first-round pick to get Fields last year, and then you do nothing to protect the investment, which is one of our, our had been one of our biggest gripes throughout last season, going into last season, um, and and you kind of failed to do that again. Like I, I think that the Bears are are one of the the few teams I had on my list as a, as a fail. Yeah, I, I think that's really tied a lot to <clears throat> to um, free agency and draft trades that they already made, right? And I saved that. You mentioned what they needed to get Fields, Matt. And listen, if he survives this year and they actually retool, no, that doesn't mean you need to get a carbon <laughs> copy of EJ. I mean, if they retool, um, like Justin Fields still has the opportunity to be the best quarterback in that franchise's history. Granted, mm-hmm. low bar, I get it, but. Um, <laughs> I, Are you speaking now of McMahon here? I was gonna say, is it McMahon's the is McMahon's the one? Obviously, like no, Jay Cutler is actually the best. Cutler's the in one. Franchise history, yeah. Rex Grossman, <laughs> he's third, I think. I, I I just can't put it in me to put him, uh, put him ahead of the Super Bowl shuffle and all its epic cheesiness. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I get where you're going with the Bears. Um, their cap hell and, and all the trades there is, is kind of what makes that and it kind of leaked into the draft mm-hmm. it's very hard to grade it that way it's kind of the same way with the colts like the picks they drafted were pretty good but like you were so awful getting to the draft with other unfortunate decisions you made um I'm, i i don't know what they gave up to get eric fisher for example but like you're still trying to replace anthony costanzo and it shows you know um I'm not trying to make this slam Colts session here. I actually think for what they were doing was terrible, but like, I was going to um, say, I didn't think they were necessarily that bad. Right. Overall, it's exa- but... Yeah, exactly. They did the best with what they had. They just kind of courted themselves that way. But I mean, Hey, with what happened when your when your owner gets so angry at the quarterback at week 17, that, you know, he's going to move him on demand. There's going to be a high cost with it. I'll leave it at yeah. that. Sure. Absolutely. And then, that. and then when you, I mean, you, I and, and I, like I know I know like th- there was points last year where we we had talked about the Colts being a team that uh, could potentially come up and knock the Titans out of that number one spot and um, and all of that, but like I I don't I don't necessarily feel like they're close enough that making a deal to get Matt Ryan at the the, the twilight of his career is like the move that's going to put you over the top, like well. I'll put it this way. Is he better than said, what they had before? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. So, you got to, got yeah, so, so but like. They almost beat the Bills with Philip the Fraud Rivers at quarterback. Well, okay? that's true. You know. That's true. I mean, but it, it's, at you know, again, it, it's one of those at what cost things. And and, and Kyle, like, to, to your, your, your point about Dallas, and I didn't mean to, to gloss over it, like, I, I I I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree in in the sense that like I don't I don't necessarily hate anything that Dallas did. Did they reach on a pick or two here or there? Sure, right. um, you can make that argument. But like I I think the reason that that you can probably view the Cowboys as somewhat of a loser is because every other team in the division, especially the one closest to them in terms of a threat, got better. So like. If you're not if you're not growing at the same exponential rate, in theory, you're losing. So so I mean, like I, I you know I, I can definitely I can definitely see that. Um, like the 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 problem the problem with the Cowboys going into that into this draft is I think the areas that they were really needing in 
were very weak parts. So so there's only so much you can do within one draft, especially one that like, okay, so you made the playoffs, so you're already, you know, in the second half of the first round and then, you know, see how seeding plays out. So so there's only so much you can you can do there too. So so um yeah, I, I can see the Cowboys as a loser. Yeah. And listen, need is a horrible evaluator of talent. So said the great Brian Billick, um, sticking with uh, uh, Matt's Ravens winning uh, uh, concept there too. But li- listen, at the very least, the, the the Cowboys didn't have a breach so great that people thought it was strange. Like what with the Patriots did. Huh? Next level. There you go. I see. I see what you did. I see what you did. Um. <laughs> one of, like one other and it's not necessarily a fail. I, I I know there there was there was some some analysts, some articles, some things that I saw that that like people weren't super high on what the Jaguars did, especially at, at the number one, um, you know, number right. one overall pick. So so uh, like well, I yeah, I, I kind of lean to you on this one as somebody who yeah. covers the team. Like what like what do you think of what the Jaguars did? So both analysts on the Thursday night show I hosted for Nuts and Bolts. And basically every analysts I did in the draft analysis with taking the AFC South on Mike Patton's show with other members of the three-point conversion and various personalities, um, all gave the unanimous answer that the biggest reach of the draft, regardless of what the Cowboys did, was Trayvon Jackson at number one. And I think they're saying that mostly because it's the top pick. And I don't blame them for that. Let me be clear. But A, it's Trent Bulky. It could have been a lot worse. And B, um, I had less of a problem with it. I don't like it philosophically, right? If you have the number one pick, you don't use that beast for a lottery ticket. You get the sure thing. Hutchinson was what was on my board. Granted, I have acknowledged that I am a terrible scout, but even people who claim themselves good scouts and actually have a track record of doing so. Well, luckily, we also have a Michigan fan in the panel here. Who can <laughs> to oh, wow. Man, shots <laughs> fired. Somebody's, somebody's been watching lots of basketball because that was a dunk. Jeez, <laughs> man. You, you got to... You got Woo. a donut joint that can sponsor this beast? Jeez, oh, wow, shots that fired. That would be ironic. I get diagnosed with diabetes. I get on this show the first time. It's hosted, it's, it's sponsored by Dan Donuts. Y'all suck. Diabetes. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought Hutch. I have one other loser as well before we wrap up the losers, and, and that would be Matt Ariza, who was the, the punt god and highly touted and, and went as the third punter taken in the Oof. draft after Oof. all the hype. I mean, that's in the sixth round. And now you're punting cement blocks up there in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see the 80-yard punts that we're accustomed <laughs> to. Um, we might, but the, I mean, and to be fair, if you're going to fall and you fall to a team like the Bills, that's not necessarily a loser, but I, everyone I think had him as the first punter off the board. So for him to see two people go ahead of him is is probably a, a little bit of a motivator coming into the season. Hey, listen, how many people went ahead of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady? I'm just mm-hmm. saying. 
that you're not Fair wrong. Enough. You're not Excuse wrong. Excuse me while I throw open my mouth a little bit for having to make that point. <laughs> I blame you. So, somewhere, somewhere tonight, Ernest is getting a phantom erection and can't figure out why. <laughs> what just happened? When he, when he, when weird. he, when he listens to this podcast, he'll understand. He'll understand what's happening. I don't know. It'll just happen a second time, and he won't know the difference. <laughs> um. All right. Any any other thoughts to uh, the NFL draft? Um, just just overall, and any anything else before we get to the uh, the little game on this one? Um, I hope you have the match game thing. No, I'm kidding. I do not. I do not. Wow. Anyways, I know this is something Matt and I were were tweeting about being the Notre Dame fans that we are. I think uh, where the Rams got Kyron Williams, I thought was a a steal. I was shocked to see um him drop that far and I understand that once you get out of the first couple rounds uh and and you know you you start to play the position battles but um and and clearly I'm biased towards Kyron Williams coming from Notre Dame but but I I I thought he was better than a lot of the running backs that were taken before him so um I I love the pick to the Rams and um you know good for him hopefully he can uh hopefully he can crack the roster there you know what a real analyst does, Jim? They say that the school they're covering won't have any wide receivers drafted, and he's correct. There you go. Fool. <laughs> what? I know that's a weird flex, but... <laughs> it is what it is. Matt, any any other thoughts before we... Uh... No, I, I mean, I, to just kind of piggyback off of that, I do think that it's a good spot for him since a lot of the Rams running backs were injury-riddled last season. Mm, um, and if not... He doesn't make it. I'm sure Baltimore would be able to use him <laughs> come August. Yeah, I feel By like way, nobody tur- nobody turns their running backs like the Baltimore Ravens. You Notre Dame fans, I mean, you got plenty, plenty of thank you and Christmas cards coming from Ohio and how good you made Cincy look. Because, man, they had people flying off the board thanks to being outranked yeah. you. You Holy ain't kidding. You, you ain't kidding. But, hey, any, anything we can do to help the uh, to help the Power that, Five and or, and or the uh, the group of five and – and changing this uh, this this you playoff world that we live in. UCF directly because you know you'd lose. Is that it? <laughs> um, all right. So, and, and to go along in line with the uh, the draft theme, um, I, I thought we'd have have a little fun here. And Kyle, this may be challenging for you because outside of the sports world, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's any other teams or sports that you even claim. So we may have to get a little creative with you. Um, but I thought, (laughs) but I thought, um, why let's, let's, you know, draft a player, a current player to your current favorite team, uh, in any sport, in all sports, uh, one player from any team that you would draft to your, uh, to your favorite team. Um, so let's start with baseball. I know Kyle, this, this may be the time you go get something to drink or, uh, just sit there and then we'll, (laughs) we'll, we'll get to you later. Um, but Matt, if, if you can draft anybody in, in major league baseball to the Phillies, uh, at this point, who would it be? Um, probably going to go with a pitcher, um, since that's usually the weakest link (laughs) for the starting rotation there on the Phillies. So, um, I think he has enough gas in the tank. Give me, give me Clayton Kershaw on the Phillies to solidify that rotation. All right, all right. I like that one, Kyle. Do you have any anything to give us in in the baseball yes. world? Yes, my my baseball pick will be John Cena. 
<laughs> he um, does rock that Yankees hat with pride. He, he does. He does. There you go. So you're 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 not you're not necessarily wrong on that one. Uh, for me as an Orioles fan, like, what's one pitcher going to do to help? So I didn't even I didn't even bother looking at pitching. Um, so I took Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because if I'm going to have to suffer uh, through Orioles baseball, at least give me some fun with the long ball. So I'm going to go with a guy that I feel like is going to be hitting the long ball uh, for years to come. So that's why I took uh, Vlad Jr. on that one. Um, Matt, I'll, I'll go to basketball for you. Um, not not really quite in my forte yet. I'm still in my infancy, so I won't I won't uh, claim to be able to make a, an accurate choice in this one. But, but maybe we'll go to you for the uh, for the Sixers. Who are you taking for the Sixers? Yeah, bring 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 Jimmy Butler back home to Philly. Uh, I think you know fitting him into that that three that small forward position next to Tobias Harden, Maxi, and and Embiid is quite the lineup. I would certainly love that because we don't need him to get to the line or or shoot as much as he would. He just need to play solid defense. So I'll take Jimmy Butler back. There you go. I mean, having no clue how it would mesh with the team, I would pick LeBron just to be able to go to Philly and watch him play in a Sixers uniform. The, the, the only reason I would pick that. Kyle, do you have a – Even at year 17 million, right? Um no, uh, uh, I, I, it's hard. I don't hang my hat on a fan any, uh, on a fanhood for a particular team at the moment. I was a Suns fan at one point, and then when I started to pick up football, like now's you know, a good just, time to get back into the Suns. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. if you're if you're looking um, at times to do it, right? No, with basketball, I always followed players more than teams, but so because of that, I will by default fall to Orlando, and and, and goodness gracious knows. Anybody I pick might represent a, a solid improvement, but considering the fact that the history of the franchise has not littered with point guards, sure, I like Scott Skiles as much as anybody else, but nobody <laughs> knows who he is. Um, you know, Emphony Hardaway was the most popular point guard, and he didn't, you know, last because injury, and frankly, I would have taken Chris Webber anyway. Um, I said it. What? Uh, <laughs> with that in mind, um, I'm inclined to, to get Dame, Lill Dame Lillard uh, over in Orlando. I think that would be fun. Um, you know, somebody handle the rock properly, maybe get this group a little bit more together. It would have been better if Vooch was still in town, maybe, you know, then you would be fully rounded out. But um, that's off the top of my head where, where I would go, uh, you know. Side question on here for you, Kyle, um, because mm -hmm. I saw this on Twitter recently and they put the most, not, I don't know if it was the most popular or the best player in franchise history. And they gave that to Penny Hardaway. For the magic do you put him above Shaq? no that's completely okay. asinine and frankly whoever okay. did that has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what i thought too but i wanted to get some insight from like if someone doing, that knows if the area at least right. a little better if you were gonna do that and injury didn't matter you'd put grand hill i mean right Dumbass. That's, that's what i give anybody who would put <laughs> penny over over Shaq. yeah that's crazy or even dwight coward at this point you know yeah i mean um, all right, let's uh, let, let's go to the frozen sheet. Uh, go to the NHL. Uh, Kyle, any any uh, who would you even claim to be? Would, would it be a Florida team? Listen, I I, I thoroughly enjoy what the Lightning uh, do. I, I know you don't. Um, I I also enjoy the Panthers. The the year they were uh, won the cup with Van Beesbrook. I was watching very closely with my dad. Remember that very fondly. Um, when I watch hockey, as some because I don't 
because hockey comes at the time of year it does and it's on all the time and it's just too big for me to take in i do not watch as much hockey as i would like that being said my draft pick would be for ej to be an NHL official because it would be that much more fun watching Jim's Twitter feed rip the officials on a regular basis. That's fair. I you know I can't even I can't even disagree with that pick. That that is a solid pick. That is a solid pick. Uh Matt, who would you uh who would you bring to Broad Street? You know, as much as I want to say Connor McDavid here, I'm going to be a little petty, Jim, and I'm going to take Alex Ovechkin onto the Flyers. Just so you have to hate oh him God. in the twilight of the God, that, uh, that would burn. Can you imagine seeing, seeing the orange and black? Yeah. Like, I pictured that in my head, and I, I just, I need to go shower. I need to go shower. Need oh, I need, I need, uh, that, uh, I need to go to church, and I need to shower. I think those... <laughs> I did those two things. Honestly, though, anyone we'll take anyone on the <laughs> Any, literally, God, literally anyone is better than what we I have think, here now. I think in goalkeeping we could be okay. We'll see with Carter. Have Harper you had anyone good else. since Hextall in goal? I, I, I'm trying uh, to remember. I mean, good would be a stretch. We've had some some decent goalies. The crazy time. thing <laughs> is, I feel like the Flyers have great goalies before they're great. Like. Like they'll start a guy out and then they'll be like, ah, yeah. this, this kid looks like he's going to be something. Uh, yeah. Where should look, we trade look him? No further than Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, exactly. Like, <laughs> the award for best goalie. After oh, that. this guy had a hangnail once. He's injury prone. Let's trade him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, let's stay staying on the on the goalie line. That's exactly what I would bring uh, to Washington because that is the most frustrating frustrating thing in the whole world to watch right now is a good team that gets just riddled by bad goaltending. Uh, so I would bring Andre Vasilevsky from the Tampa Bay Lightning to Washington because uh, I think he is, if not the greatest goalie in the world, he's in the top three and, and he can he can absolutely, um, uh, he would absolutely be an upgrade. I saw a great tweet the other week. It was because of the Caps, two goalies. Uh, they said Sam Sonoff can make, what is it? Can make stops but not saves, meaning he can do the acrobatic stuff, but like he can't he can't be that stay at home guy that's just gonna stop a wrister. And then Vanacek, the other guy, makes saves but not stops. And uh it was one of the most accurate things I've ever read about one of my favorite teams. <laughs> hey, you know, if and Matt, if I really wanted to get something to dig at Jim, like I'm it sounds like he's trying to solve that goalie problem on the quick. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit the dumbass Jim, one. Jim, best goalie of all time. Is that still Dominic Hasek? Oh, man, that's tough. He, he's definitely up there. I I almost I almost want to lean Patrick Waugh. Oh, I hated that guy. But, <laughs> I mean, Hasek was so good for such a Marty bad... Marty Brodeur is up there, too. Brodeur is up there. Those yeah. are like top three, no argument. Yeah, probably. and I mean, like you can, you can, you can dig back in and and look at like the Ken Drydens in the seventies and stuff. But like, at least in terms of guys that that I saw play, I I, I would say those are the big three. Um, and and I mean, in in more like the modern NHL, Henrik Lundqvist was so good for yeah. the Rangers. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I would Hasek. That was the thing with Hasek is he was so good for a bad team. Like the fact that he was able to carry a Sabres team to a Cup final should should at least solidify him probably in the top two of his time. Um, all right, now we get to, now we get back to the NFL. Now we get back to the world that we all know and love and understand and and can at least somewhat agree on 
uh, things somewhat equally. Again, EJ's not here. So, um, wow. but uh, <laughs> Kyle. We will, mean, this would be an hour long segment for EJ. Oh, I know we'd have to go through the whole the whole damn minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kyle, we'll, we'll go to you, San Francisco 49ers. Who do who do you bring to Deshaun, uh, or not Deshaun Watson? I'm sorry. Um, actually, yeah, minus the allegations, it would be Deshaun Watson. Let's be clear. I got Lamar Jackson. Um, he's got plenty of years left. He's got upside. He'd have more protection. He'd be what they would want Trey Lance to be, and I don't feel like he is because if Trey Lance were, he'd get more time. Yeah, injuries, whatever, I get it. But, um, yeah, um, that's where I would go. Um, obviously, to me, the quarterback position is the biggest problem on that offense. I'd like to see a little bit more firepower at receiver as well. The Niners don't really have a, a great receiver core, and Debo Samuel is not going to last with his style of play through another full season, I don't believe. Um, I could be proven wrong. The Jets were smart enough not to trade for him, as rumors said they were about to. Um, but yeah, um, that that would I would go I would go Lamar Demetrius Jackson on this one. Also, sidebar to the 49ers, I saw some of the the, the uniform tweaks, bringing back some of the the more like vintage uh, aesthetics to it. Uh, are you are you pro uh, the 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 slight changes that were made? The only issue I have with going to the vintage 49ers is some moron out of Ohio is going to think I'm wearing a Buckeye jersey, and I have a problem with that. That's about <laughs> the only issue that, I have. Well, you're, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong I've there. I've had it happen, Pondum. Yeah, I, hey, hey, I get it. I get it. And I, there's a lot of morons in Ohio, so I get that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, was, it was jersey day at work, and it was the VP of the company. I can't call him a moron. Well, if that's you're, – you're smart. You're smart. There's some people that would. Those those people are dumb, but you are smart. <laughs> those people don't. You dumbass. Uh, Matt, who would who would you bring to Philly? I I really want to go quarterback because I'm still not 100 percent on Jalen Hurts, but I, mm. it's tough for me to to not see what we have in in him. Just give me one more season. So for that reason, I'm going to go defensive side. Obviously, the Eagles secondary is kind of the big question mark right now. Um, so give me Harrison Smith to to kind of hold down Ooh, the safety position dude. there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Always like good Harrison. to bring a domer to your favorite team. Of always, course, always of course. a good choice. <laughs> if you have, I mean, if there's a good option out there, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, him and him and Jerome Bettis are like the great NFLers that went to Notre Dame that matter. I agree. I, I mean, sure, there's 40 years between them, 30 years, whatever. It's a lot of time, but. Uh, it's funny to hear you say that as a Niners fan too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there I there was I mean I mean there was a guy there was a guy I think he played quarterback for the Niners that went to Notre Dame but uh, Oh, he was he was I. His his, his name <laughs> his, his name slips me at this time, you know. Um I was see there there's your softball for the night but hey, listen, all I know this when it comes to what happens in Philadelphia at the quarterback uh position for Matt watching Jalen hurts. Anyways. Hey oh. <laughs> Certainly did in the playoffs. Oh, see now it's real. Now it's not funny anymore. Right? Not, <laughs> can I re- can I revoke the rim shot, please? Um, let's, let's talk about cancer. Why don't we? <laughs> uh, for for me, um, and this is where I'm hoping EJ has like a like a fandom chest pain. Uh, give me Tom Brady. Because if oh, I can't, Christ if I really? no, okay, I'm just kidding. But no, I was gonna <laughs> joking. Like, if I can't, if I can't, I'm never gonna see the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. At least let me see. Uh, well, and that's the real big question: Is would he even Tom wear number? What would he <laughs> would he wear number twelve in Dallas? Because uh, with with Roger Stallback, so that's the big mystery. Um, no, but 
like the offensive line aside, I, I I don't think the offense, in theory, is the is the problem in Dallas. And I, so to me, I'm I'm going to continue, uh, the good work that was started a year ago. And I'm I would bring Aaron Donald to Dallas, and hey, and Aaron Charlay Donald, and make yeah. make that defense even nastier. Like, could you imagine Micah Parsons on one side and Aaron Donald on the other side? Just, I mean, that 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 just seems scary for opponents. I I, I like I that say, idea. You say imagine it. I'm like, no, I don't want to have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's where I used to play. They would be my problem. Shut up. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't want to think about that. Don't make me think about that. Um, but, uh, any, any other thoughts to the topics, uh, covered tonight, any other players you'd want to see anywhere else in any sport? I mean, listen, first of all, I love you guys going defense on this particular topic. And I mean, listen, I'm always going to want JJ Watt, but like, you know, he's like 157,000 years old and I've seen him play. Um, I went to Houston one time to watch him play against Thomas Edward Patrick, um, obviously, the, the Texans got dominated, but Watt hit him uh, late for a flag. And I don't enjoy, I'm kidding. But no, I, I, I see what you did there. Actually, no, the, the gimmick was turned down for Watt. That's bro. <laughs> he, he went into the game on a bad hand. They did that because it was a TV timeout. He goes nuts like J.J. Watt does. Next play, they run the ball away from him. And with one arm, he stops the play in the backfield. Guys, damn it. I mean, okay, I mean, dude's a beast. Dude, I'm, dude I'm going to speak some blasphemy here on Jim's sports podcast show and talk soccer for a second here, but mm. give me Cristiano Ronaldo on any of my teams, be it West Ham, be it the Union, be it Club America. I mean, I'll take him. Guys otherworldly. Orlando City had Kaká, but, you know, I've been told that the MLS doesn't count as real soccer, so... It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> it is getting better. That's little better. by little. Little by little. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt, let the people know where people can follow you and uh, keep up with what you're doing. Yep, absolutely. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT Affiliate. You can hear me on Thursdays on 3 Count Thursday Wrestling Podcast. I just recorded my yearly episode of Earnestly Speaking podcast the other week. So check that out once a year when I'm, I'm on it or, or otherwise and, and uh, follow me on Twitter. Is that why EJ's not with us? He's he's recovering from the lashing that you gave <laughs> him a, a week burns. ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's sitting on ice as we speak. Uh, Kyle, let everybody know where they can follow you. Christ, you get that annual sponsorship from Aloe Vera for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Of course, I'm Kyle Nash, the steer of the game. You will find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the student of the game. Check out, if you're into the draft and all that stuff, Nuts and Bolts Sports did a draft special. I hosted the first day events, so check that out. I did some awesome work alongside of Jeff Barnes and Bill Carroll, two top-level draft analysts. Of course, did a little work with touring the AFC South with my friend Mike Patton of the three-point conversion also recently appeared nationally on brother from another get a little talk and smack there with michael w uh michael w is it michael j smith or michael w smith i forget which he's really good i always liked him even before he had his own show but like yeah michael so w smith is the christian singer so i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's probably michael j michael smith j. is what smith. you're thinking about <laughs> yeah there's so many michael smiths i don't know i i don't i don't know my christian rock glad you could save me on that one there holy man hey i got um, you i got you <laughs> Uh, and of course, 
mentioning the three-point conversion, you can find work I've done there as well, covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. I suppose at some point I'll have to come out with a little something-something to calm down the Jaguar fan base because, boy, are they crying wolf. Um, then also check out my work with the black and gold banneret with all things UCF football and basketball. Uh, do their weekly pod, the black and gold banneret pod. You can find that in all places where you can get podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, hilarity by default YouTube channel. Movies and stuff. Demos. Boom. I do things, guys. There we go. Kyle's a, Kyle's a busy, busy man. We are blessed to have Kyle. Uh, you, hey, where's, where's the blonde chick? You, <laughs> you can find me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed on all podcast platforms. We'll continue these uh, off-season episodes uh, every couple of weeks throughout the rest of the summer. We'll be back uh, full-time in each and every week uh, as we get towards the month of August and into football season. So uh, we will gear back up uh, for that. Uh, and like I said, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel as well. Our merchandise over at tpublic.com. And until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. Go for the win.